Should we listen to? Hold on. Is Brother Ben here? Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister. And and they DM me about talking about the minister. Oh man, all you do is post the minister videos. You always you always saying the minister said. Y'all know y'all wanna know what I said back to him? Press the number one if y'all wanna know what I said back to them. When they said that to me, this is what I said to him, y'all. And I'm a leader, and I'm gonna stand on that. Okay. And they can get in my DM. You can get in my DM all you want every day. Every day. Come on now. All right. So today we're gonna be listening and tuning in to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan speak on Allah, the only reality. Now, just for those who are new on the power call in the morning, we always encourage you all on Zoom. To take notes because we want to hear from you at the end. We want to hear from you. Uh, we always get some type of value when everybody starts to share like what stood out to them. Uh, also, tomorrow is Friday. Now, let me just test the room. How many of y'all plan on going to Friday night study group tomorrow and being my guest? Just put the number three. If you plan on going to your local Muhammad Master study group and you say, man, I'm going to go check it out. I'm, I'm going to go and go check it out. Press the number three. We got 100 people on. Come on now. Y'all know my goal. My goal is to at least get 20 on one Friday. At least just 20 on one Friday. Okay, y'all ain't there yet. Okay, we gonna get you there. We gonna get you there. We ain't, listen. I ain't trying to. I ain't saying you gotta join and all that. I just want you to go check it out for yourself. But we got we got a good number now. For those who are not registered, and I know if y'all believers, y'all supposed to be going. Okay, uh, but www.noistudygroup.com. If you go to noistudygroup.com. And I see you, Sister Matasha. I'm getting you. I'm going down there to get your book today. We're going to get you. We're going to take Sister Matasha, y'all. Join our study group. Oh, she joined last Sunday. So I'm going to take her that message to the black man uh, tomorrow. I ain't forget. See, you thought I forgot. Okay, now um, go to NOISTudyGroup.com. The sister's going to reach out to you with the instructions. She's going to say, hey, this is what you do. Put this on the sign-in sheet. And once you sign in, send us a picture so that we can verify. That's all. But she'll be reaching out to y'all. So make sure y'all fill out that form early, though. So when she's going through and checking with everybody throughout the day, she already got y'all, talked to y'all, and found y'all address because she got to help y'all find the address. All right. Let me be quiet so we can turn the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on and get started. Here we go. 24 hours a day. He's bombarding us. You leave here right now, go right in your car, and turn on your radio. That's the end of this lecture. When you get in that car tonight, don't turn on no radio. Don't turn on no CD. I don't want to hear no damn television. I want you to leave here quiet and think. And on your way home, just if you ain't got nothing to say about this, just shut up and think about you. 
And where you going? Yes, sir. You are all but overcome. White folk got black people in his hip pocket and he's on his way to hell and he's taking us down. So I close by saying when the dry bones in the valley heard the word, the word fascinated them. And the bones just shook and rattled. And it looked like the bones were going to come together. But after a while, the son of man who was in the valley looked at them and said, My God, the bones are rattling, the bones are shaking, but there's no life in them. There is no real spiritual life in the bones. So he went back to the son of man and said, uh, to the Lord and said, Lord, I have spoken to them, but they have not heard. There's no life in them. In words, what shall I do? And do you know what? The Lord never sent that man back to speak to the bones anymore. He said, go back and prophesy to the winds and let the winds blow on the bones. And it was only then that the bones stood up. Brothers and sisters, do you have any idea of what that means for you, for you, for me, for us in the future? For 60 years now, Warning has been going on to you. And there is no doubt that you love the word because everywhere we've gone with the word, you respond. You just love the word. That's right. But there's no life in you. You know how we know that you're not alive? That the word is not alive in you? The scripture says it like this. We can tell that we have passed from death into life because we love the brotherhood. We say we're alive, but we don't love each other. We're so quick to jump on each other. We're so quick to threaten each other. We're so quick to say what I do to one another. Why? Because the spirit of life, it ain't there. It is not there. The wisdom is there, but life ain't there. Damn, you got the knowledge, but you're dead. You're thugs with knowledge. Thugs and gangsters with knowledge. You're worse now than you ever were because you have knowledge and you're no good with knowledge. Rotten with knowledge. So you become like slimy, slippery demons. Teaching you don't make sense.
And I'll be frank with you, I'm tired of it. Because I don't really see the results in us that make it worthwhile to keep teaching. So I think it's time for the winds to blow. And they are blowing, brother. I feel sorry for us because very, very, very hard times are right at the door. If you pick up this Quran and learn to read it, man is in loss today. And we are losing because our faith, our belief, our worship is vain. We worship Allah conditionally. You do this for me, I do that for you. We take Allah like a summer or winter coat. We put it on when it's cold, we take it off when it's warm. We're not really true worshipers of God. We've become worshippers of illusions. And we're deceived by our own false impressions of ourselves. Lord have mercy. I mean I, I'm so sad when I think about us. And conversations that I have with people. Who are sick and don't know they're sick. My God. We want to be great so bad that we don't know that greatness is only in God. And we don't want to go the right way to manifest greatness by surrendering completely to him that his greatness may shine through us because it's not ours. We want to be great without him. Cool out God. I... I don't need you for this. We worshiping illusions. That's my man. Reverend so and so. Brother so and so. Leader so and so. No brother. All of them passing away. Garvey came. Garvey gone. Malcolm came, Malcolm gone. Martin came, Martin gone. Dubois came, Dubois gone. Abraham came, Abraham gone. Noah came, Noah gone. Moses came, Moses gone. Jesus came, Jesus gone. God lives. God lives. So you who want to worship men, go right ahead. But if you want to worship Allah, you're on the right road. Yes, sir. I noticed you didn't say the Honorable Elijah Muhammad came and Honorable Elijah Muhammad went. He did come and he did go, but yet he is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Moses came and Moses went, but yet Moses is. Yes. Jesus came and Jesus went, but Jesus is.
Because those men never gave themselves to vanity. They gave themselves to the only reality and in that reality they live. Yes. There's no death for Abraham, Moses, Noah, Lot, Jesus, Jonah, Muhammad. They never die. They live in the reality that they served. And that's why the Quran says on all of them, generations after they're gone, generations will come and say, peace be unto Moses and his family. Peace be unto Jesus. Peace be unto Muhammad. What will they say about us? I am concerned that we get our act together quick. I am concerned, brothers, that we don't get caught up in foolish, vain hero worship and not wise worship of the only reality. Today's hero is tomorrow's broken idol. God never lets us down. Why not worship that in which there is no imperfection? I'm imperfect. I try to be good. I try to be just. I try to be fair. But I'm not always right on the mark. That's real. That's real. So why worship me? You know what I mean? You don't want to worship imperfection then you become imperfect. You want to worship perfection so that you can be perfected by perfection. Yes, if you start worshiping imperfection, then you make excuses for imperfection to justify your own madness. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. Does it hurt your feelings that I speak honestly about myself? No, sir. I'm not a bad man. I think I'm a very good man. Yes, sir. But I, you know, that's my opinion. God knows the truth. You understand? Yes, sir. Although I'm not boasting, I'm not boasting. The truth is, I'm only saying what he said of me. He said, I'm the best that he had. You didn't hear him, did you? <laughs> Don't bear witness to nothing that you didn't hear. You either believe me or you disbelieve me, but you can't bear witness and say, that's what he said, because you don't know. <laughs> On that tape that you heard him say, obey me, and he did say that. And he did say that wherever I tell you to go, you go. And wherever I tell you to stay from, you stay from. He did say that. 
But the things that he told me about myself, and, I, and, I, and I'm not boasting at all, because I've really learned through my short stay on this earth how much of nothing I am and how great he is, God is. And I wouldn't lead you in a way to worship me, man, if you gave me a billion dollars. Because I cannot handle you in the day of judgment. When Allah asked me, did you tell them to worship you? And he's a witness. I tried to throw you off of me. You know, and tell you where it is. I tried to point it out to you where it is. And you know why I do that, brothers? Everybody wants to be loved. Nothing wrong with that. But to be worshipped, you ought to leave that alone. When you get too much adulation and admiration of the people, you're in dangerous water. And you better learn quick how to throw it off. Otherwise, it'll make you drunk. And you'll find yourself, um, you know, kind of um, having an accident on yourself. And, and no, nobody, you won't know it, but everybody else will see you kind of messing up. Worship Allah. There is no God but He. He is the living who never dies. He is the perfect one. He is the power behind all things. Why deny Him when you were without life and He gave you life why deny him when all of the favor that we have, we got it from Allah. Let us worship Allah. Before it's over, you will learn how to call on him. And before this is over, you will not associate any rival, any partner with him. Before this is over, you will know that he is your greatest friend. And before this is over, you might learn that he's your only friend. He and the messenger and the true believers. I come to you tonight in this solemn spirit. Because I hope sincerely that you will learn the greatness of Allah. When I'm in trouble, as I am in trouble, I don't know no one to call on but Allah. I don't call on nobody here to help me. And they'll tell you, I have never called them in the middle of the night. I got a problem. Come talk it over. Let me talk it, talk it over with me. Well, they can't help me with my problem. Best they can do is sit and listen to me, but they can't help me with it. I know where my help is coming from. And you better know where yours is coming from and get there quick. Call on him. 
He loves you and me so much. He's so anxious to prove his power with us. And it really offends him that we don't make better use of him. Well, he ain't got to worry about me. Because I'm in so much trouble. And he may get tired of me calling on him. Because I call from morning till night. Because I know that this enemy wants me out of the way. And will stop at nothing to destroy me. And if you could see the plan that this beast has. For me and for us. It would overwhelm us. The Quran says. Surely. The devil. Had planned. To ruin thee. And were it not for Allah's grace, he would have. And Allah's grace on thee is mighty. That enemy is planning. For you. For me. For you. For us. And the only way we can escape his plan, we must fly to Allah. And seek refuge in him. Yes. And you know what? The Quran says. And when Allah's help. And victory comes. You can't be defeated. With his help. That's what you got to understand. There is nothing that you desire. In this life of good. That you will be defeated in. With the help of God. As long as God's help is there. You can't be defeated. Do you hear? I know. That as long as I'm with him. And he is with me. I can't be defeated. And you cannot be defeated as long as you are with God and God is with you. When Allah's as long as I am with him and he is with me I can't be defeated. And you cannot be defeated as long as you are with God and God is with you. When Allah's help and victory comes. Because when his help comes, victory comes right behind it. When you overcome, you prevail over your opposition. You prevail over temptation. You overpower or overwhelm in body or mind. Whatever is in front of you, you overwhelm it instead of it overwhelming you. But you'll never do it until his help comes. His help brings you victory. I want to be a winner. Don't you? Yes, sir. Do you really? Yes, sir. Is there a habit that you have that you're fighting? To overcome. Let's look at that as we leave you. 
Each of us got something that we're bat battling, right? Yes, Sometimes you get the better of it, don't you? And then sometimes just when you think you got it licked, come on, it slips right back up and snatches you. And then you say, oh man, it, sometimes you get so hurt to see yourself slipping back into old bad habits that you just decide to quit fighting. If you stop fighting, you become a hypocrite. Because you know you're doing the wrong thing in the right place, trying to be with the right people, dabbling in the wrong thing. You need help, don't you? Yes, sir. Well, if you need help, where's your help coming from? See? See, Noah said, oh, I'm overcome. Do thou help me. When you feel like you're overcome, I'm telling you, quick, call on him. Call on him by his name. His name is not God. His proper name is Allah. That's right. And that's the name the white man never wanted you to know. The true name of the true God. Just try it tomorrow morning. I mean, not that Jehovah is not a good name. That is a great name. We're not saying that any of these great names are not good names. He knows all his names. He answers you. But... He says, call on me by my name and I will answer you. If I'm Lewis and you call John, I ain't answering. <laughs> so call on Allah. That name, I mean, remember that name. And call on the name of Allah when you need help. And that's when. So call on Allah. That name. I mean, remember that name. And call on the name of Allah when you need help. And that's when. Some of you say, well, I called on him and he didn't answer. Maybe you weren't open for the answer when it came. Because you're looking for the answer to come from a certain place and it comes from another place. When you ask Allah for help, stay open. Because the help may come to you in a way that you least expected it from a source that you least expected. If you're open, you'll hear your answer. That's just what I was looking for. That's right. It's not a problem that you got that you haven't got help to overcome. That's right. Will we be the overcomers? Yes, yes sir. Or will we be overcome? If you fasten on the only reality, you have already overcome. 90% of our weakness is due to polytheism. Setting up 
partners and rivals with God, worshiping things that are unworthy of being worshiped, bowing down to things that are unworthy to be bowed down to. So I thank you for allowing me uh, these few minutes of your time. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Walaikum salam. sister when you know Allah you will fight sometimes you become so frightened you can't fight you're in such shock you're traumatized and you don't fight there was a sister <clears throat> in uh, Phoenix and um, a man broke into her home and uh, as I recall the incident when she awakened this man was in her room in her bed getting ready to rape her She was struggling, but she had the presence of mind to call on Allah. And when she called on Allah and began fighting, this black man knew that she was a Muslim. Then when she said Allah, he became frightened. And he jumped up off of her and began to run and of course when we found out about it the FOI was hunting him down to kill him and, <clears throat> death to all rapists women are sacred and the violation of women is the violation of every human being raping a woman is not a violent act just against a woman it's a violent act against humanity because she's the mother of human beings we've got to think like that and I tell you, my dear sister, who has, if you've ever suffered this gross indignity, Allah has come to heal our wounds. And even though rape is such a terrible crime that leaves its victim scarred almost for life, nevertheless, God is able to restore you totally and completely. 
And to my sisters, I, I tell you, please be careful. Where you go, how you go, in a world like this. Don't ever think that you can't be raped. Because there's madness out there. And if you present yourselves properly, try not to be alone. Late at night, walking. Try not to be like I see some of these women put on these body suits and start jogging around. There's madness out here. And the way the world and the enemy has suggested so much sex into the minds of the people, they will rape you. But it is our duty, brothers, to kill the rapists. Yes, sir. You all shouldn't hang out in the streets late at night. If you're not going any place, be at home. If you're going someplace, go. But late at night, you should always be escorted by your husband, your brother, your father, but young women or older women out on the street alone at night, you're inviting disaster. And we, the brothers, are sworn to defend and protect you with our lives. And we will do that. We just want you to be as decent as you can. Look as right as you should. Be as right as you can. So that the brothers, when they go to give their lives for you, it will be justified. May Allah bless you. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Alaikum salam. Thank you. arguing with Allah <laughs> when you hear Allah speak you recognize it and he spoke to me right through the system don't get discouraged brother you just keep going but I do know this that my time is limited there's no person that gives a message that there's not a limit on the time 
And when you hear a person with a message talking like this, though you're perfectly correct in what you say, I'll have to do that until he takes me away. I'm trying to let you know that uh, the Quran also says he would not chastise the people while you were among them. But when he takes his servant out from the midst of the people, then it's over. Allah is very angry, brothers, I tell you. He's very, very angry. And I mean, you can see Bush and white folk getting set to be destroyed. I mean, they're riding higher now than they've ever ridden. Russia gone and, and he's feeling his Cheerios and my sister's from Nigeria. This man is raising havoc in Africa. I'm talking about Bush. Now, you, U.S. administration. But Allah is about to clip his wings. So you're right, sister. And you're right, all of you. You're right. I can't do nothing but do what I'm doing until Allah says stop. But I think he's getting close to saying it. I'm not just saying that to be saying it. There are signs in the world and there are signs in you that let me know it's getting close. So I'll do just that, sister. I'll keep on doing it until he says stop. And I'll try to do it to the best of my ability. And I want to encourage the ministers and those who teach. Please, uh, brothers that teach, don't teach for applause. Don't teach to try and make the people roused up emotionally. That will come if you're really emotionally involved in your subject matter. That will happen. happen. But teach to raise the people. That when you leave them, they're one notch higher than when you found them. And if you do that, God will be pleased with your preaching. But if you get them emotionally aroused and you have not raised them in levels of consciousness and wisdom, then you and I have failed in our representation of truth. Thank you for your statement, sister. I saw brother's hand. Yes, sir. Wa alaikum salam. Say, I just couldn't hold it back. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I'm working here in Chicago and uh, Rosemont around. And uh, coming through the city, my brother here was very mad with me because we had three hours to spare. We got here real late, but I experienced this thing coming down State Street. I was explaining to him what happened. Uh, I observed it was a young female, three girls, like five kids, even had a young lady with long butcher knives to her throat. Say that again? They had butcher knives up to a young lady's throat over there on State Street. And uh, I don't know the cross street, one of those streets. And I come through there at 5 o'clock, so I'm driving a van, and I snapped my brakes and made a U-turn. And when I approached the sisters, uh, I got out my van and stood there, because I was so confused who, who was loud. It was about a game. She's with one game, and they wanted to kill her because she was seen with a game who they've been looking for. So I explained to the sisters, why don't y'all put the knives down and leave the young lady alone? And these were some very tough young ladies. They stood the night around and told me, hey, I'm going to tell you again, you better step back. 
It wasn't more than 16, 17. They had butcher knives this long, so I stood back and I was a little scared. I didn't know what to do. I was confused. So I went to the, thank you, the beauty shop, some kind of hair salon, and told the sister, would she better, could I push her into her place? And she said, no, I'm not going to lie over here. So what I done then was I didn't know what to do. So another brother was with them, had a pistol, and I didn't know the brother was with them. He was the one telling them to kill the sister. I backed up to tell the brother, uh, can you help me? He rolled his eyes and went in his coat and backed down, like, you better get going. So what happened was I didn't see a police again. And I was so confused right then now. So when I went to told the young lady, I said, I will give you $20 for this knife right now. One of the young girls said, okay, and she said, I'm going to warn you last time, get back. And she was giving the guy the word to go ahead and shoot me. When he went back to pull the gun out, I didn't know what to do. So when I stood back and mentioned him, I mentioned your name to him, how they should be together and love one another. When I mentioned your name, he kind of like put the gun back, confused. <laughs> <laughs> shoot me and he was like confused or should I do with that? And he walked around and I pulled the money out then I thought I said he's gonna shoot me anyway to take my money out. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little confused brother so just when I bagged up they started to cut the sister. One of them cut her and each one three of the night they was tearing the clothes off and they hit me with the knife and suddenly cut her. I couldn't do no more watch because his brother was gonna shoot me so I jumped in my van and ran the corner hollering trying to get the police. And nobody went paying any attention. I asked a couple of brothers, why don't y'all help me? We just gonna, nobody went get involved. And I wanted, I knew this guy was gonna shoot me. Now he was split up anyway. It was like the last one, I'm telling you to go. And I mentioned your name, I kept trying to teach them how y'all should be loved one another. Let's be fighting on it. And uh, by that time, 10 police came there. And the police officer told me, he said, I said, sir, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I was playing him how I deserve it. He said, you lucky. He said, I know that guy. If that guy didn't kill you, I don't know what saved your life. They know him for being a tough guy and doing a lot of shooting over him. And, uh, and I guess it's well mentioned your name. I guess that will save my life as well. So. that he spared your life that's what I was talking about earlier brothers and sisters our people have gotten so savage that teaching alone is not gonna help us and now I'm gonna tell you brother um, the worst of our people can be brought back from that state and made into some of the finest individuals that you could find. But it is our failure to get to them with the word properly that allows this condition to prevail. And that's what I meant when I said we are all but overcome. I'm not saying these words just because it's a subject that I'm just taking up. This brother bore witness 
to exactly what I said. That teaching is not going to help our people. But the alternative is so horrible. Let me tell you what's about to happen, you know. Our people have gotten into a mode of killing. Human life don't mean anything anymore. That little girl's life didn't mean nothing to those girls. And that boy who was there with the pistol, urging them to kill that child, he don't see that that's his family. That's his own flesh, his own blood he's killing for nothing. You couldn't reason with them in the state that they were in. Their desire to kill that child was stronger than anything you could say. And your saying my name may have meant something momentarily. But even that name and what it represented, he thought on it for a minute, but then the desire to kill even overpowered what the name represented. Showing you that the stopping of him, he knew that that name represents something good for us as a people. So I, 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 I'll stop for a minute, but I'm telling you, better get on out of here. I, I'm going to kill you for sure. Yeah. Well, brother, something is going to happen. And I guarantee you, you won't want to kill too much. You see, this white man is a made killer. I want you to listen to me well. I'm not going to talk long. But God is going to turn him loose on you. Since you like to kill, then I'm going to introduce you to a real killer. who has made his power on this earth through killing human beings wholesale. And since you won't respect Allah and respect the life that Allah gave to you and to all of his creatures, then God will send a killer against a killer. This is the history of the world. You know, whenever a righteous group lost their righteousness, God brought killers. Genghis Khan and Kublai Khan and them boys, they came out of the east on Damascus and Syria and all those so-called Muslim lands. Slaughtering them, brother. You, my dear brothers, don't see that this white man is getting angrier and angrier by the moment at us. He's preparing to slaughter. And we are giving him the excuse. 
So if you won't listen to a right word, then you'll have to feel the wrath of God. But it won't come down, say, from God himself. It'll come through agents of death that he will send among you. And I'm telling you, it's not going to be a good thing to see. That experience that you have, that you have had, 20 years ago, that you probably wouldn't see something like that. Not with young girls. Shows you that we're going steadily, steadily, steadily down. And white folks can sit back and say, we, we, we've got them exactly where we want them now. I'm glad that uh, Allah blessed you to make it. I hope the little girl made it. See, but the police, just look at their talk. They're not trying to stop them from killing one another. They're telling you don't come back. They will kill you. You know, they were rounding the, the, the youngsters up. down this way but he's boy I'm telling you if we the FOI don't grow fast and strong to help bring some sanity to our community nobody love our people brother many of the police don't care nothing about our killing one another they encourage it Oh, I saw one hand. Yes, sir, Brother Eddie. Walaikum salam, sir. So, you know, if the teaching doesn't do us any good, and our people then, then should we stop, you know what? When you stop, do, do some of us are trying to do some things, stop them. If, if you're not already being included, if you take something else, then, you know, the most important of us, you can do what You're doing what you're doing to save as many as you can. You know, there are a few people that will hear the word and respond to it. You did. And there's more like you. There's more like these. But we're gradually being overcome. That's what I'm telling you. And if the help of God doesn't come, this is over. And I know his help is on the way. That's what I'm saying. When I stop you, you have to stop. <laughs> the book says work the work of him that sent you while it is day for the night cometh when no man can work so when the night come you ain't gonna be able to say nothing to nobody but do all you can now 
don't <laughs> sit down and say, well, I ain't doing nothing. Because you will be charged for not doing what you are supposed to do. I don't think God will, will charge me. Because I'm doing my job. I'm teaching our people every day. All over the world. So I can't be charged with negligence of my duty. I'm doing that. And you do it. Because if, if they hear or forbear, your job is to give them the word. Um, and based upon how you give them the word is their judgment as well as yours and mine. A messenger is only responsible for the clear delivery of a message. But if the messenger don't deliver the message, then the messenger will be judged by God. Do you understand? Yes, so each of us are little messengers with a message. We have to bring the Quran to the people. Whether they accept it or reject it, that's not your job. Your job is to clearly deliver the message of the Quran. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, sir. Then do your job. I do mine, you do yours, we do ours, and then let the people either accept or reject. You can't make anybody a believer, nor can I. I saw one hand back here. Yes, brother. Way in the back, and I'll come to you, sir. Yes, sir. Wa alaikum salam. Eight years ago, Allah blessed me and did. Eight years ago, I introduced this brother to you. And he's drug free. So six feet tall now. This is my son, Ishmael X. Kareem. Wa alaikum. How you doing? Here's my patient brother, thank you. My question is, you have a program that watches keep drugs out of the community around about nation is long. I would like to know why come we don't have anything like this in Chicago. I would be if we had drugs in our my community anyway. I would like to know how come we don't have anything like this. Yes, sir, we're working on it here now. Brother, what we did in, in uh, Washington was a pilot project. And what we found was as long as the brothers were in that community, drugs went down, crime went down. But all it did was move the drug people from one neighborhood to another. We never eradicated drugs. We only cleaned up that small area. And I don't know exactly how many men it took and it takes now to keep that area patrolled and clean. But that experiment proved that the presence of the believers, the brothers, was in itself 
um, a, um, a bulwark against crime, against drugs. We are preparing now to deal with um, the projects. We're just going to take a particular project and try. We found in Washington that when we went to clean up the drugs, that our worst enemies were the police. Not the drug people. When the drug people saw us coming, where's Captain William? Come in, brother, brother Captain. Uh, this is the brother that uh, started the program in Washington. Um, brother Captain William started the program in Washington, D.C. under our guidance. And he followed our instructions to the letter and God blessed him with success. He had a strong group of dedicated men who put Allah first. And because they were disciplined and feared only Allah, they were able to face the guns of the drug dealers unarmed and then face the drawn guns of the police. And what brother found was that at the top, not at the very, very top, but near the top of that uh, command in that section, they were, getting, they were getting heavy, heavy payoffs. And when the brothers moved in, it cut what they were getting. So instead of the drug dealers retaliating, it was the police that came against the brothers. And luckily, the brothers stood their ground and then took it to the highest police authorities. And those commanders, I, don't, I think they were moved out of that district. Is that right? And then there was some better police-Muslim cooperation and the, 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 the area was stabilized. But even with that, they kept trying to move the drugs in and move against the brothers. People like to use the Muslims. Go ahead. Go ahead. They want the Muslims to protect their community. They want the Muslims to protect their schools. They want the Muslims to be their security patrol while they carry on their own affairs and deny the God and the religion that makes these men right. what these men are. That's right. We're not that for you. We're not your drug busters. We are your brothers. And if we bust drugs, we can show you how to bust them. And since you live there, bust the drugs in your own community. And wait, 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 wait. See, but, you know, we, not get, we don't get paid for this. The police get paid. The Muslims' lives are on the line because they love our people. But I don't like our people's response half the time. Our people respond to the brothers like we are some goon outfit that is just there for protecting events. I don't like that. I don't like us 
to be used. To be frank, I'm just saying this publicly. As protectors for the madness of our people. No, sir. If you want the good of Islam, then submit and become that yourself. You understand? Don't use our submission for your protection in your rebellion. You are as much Muslim as we are. If you give yourself a chance to be that, the same strength that is in these brothers is in every one of you if you submit to Allah as we have done and try to follow the Quran and the teachings of Islam and the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as we have done. Then you will be strong wherever you are. You'll be a light. But to expect a handful of brothers to police a city, that's not wise. But what we're going to do is try to do that for a particular project. We won't name it just yet. We're working on it now. And we will try to clean up just one place at a time. And in the project houses, you know, you have 90% of the homes run by females. Hardly any men there that live that are stable there. And when we go, we try to produce the strength of a family and then raise men up to protect their own community. Yes, sir. But we can't be there forever. We have to raise the men that are there, train the men that are there, and leave them there to protect their own community. And we just do it block by block, and little by little, till we get the whole community back under control. But I think we got to do our job, and that is part of our job, to train our people to become defenders and protectors of their own women and children and their own community. And I say to all the young brothers who are parts of, uh, members of various uh, gangs, as they're called, there's nothing wrong with being a member of a gang if the group that you belong to is doing something positive. But to just be a member of a gang to say that you don't like the way this one, what colors they wear or the way they cock their hat and then you're going to kill your brother over something stupid like that. Brother, then you become an enemy of your people and you become the agent of the white man to destroy your own community. So what we want, we want our young brothers to do, become what you are. You are a Muslim by nature. Then be yourself and train to be that. These brothers don't carry guns, but they're strong men in their faith in God, not in the gun but in the God. Imagine what they would be if they had a gun. <laughs> and they take guns from those who present them with guns. I pray that they won't force us to get into that kind of thing. Because, you know, we came from the street, you know. <laughs> We ain't no saints that fell out of heaven. 
We're the same as you, brothers. We came right up out of the street, out of jails. We were yesterday's dope pushers, pimps, and hustlers, and killers, as well as college students and businessmen and all kind of stuff. And we cleaned up by the help of Allah to become servants of God and servants of our people. And that's what we want to see you, man. You, you are, you're the strength of our community. You don't want to be the destroyers of your community. You want to be the saviors of your community. Come on and let's help show you how to do that. Thank you for a very wonderful uh, evening. Man, man, man. Ooh, that was a lot in there, family. Go ahead and raise your hand. If you got something that you would like to share from that, my goodness. That was my first time hearing that one, y'all. And I'm so glad he said that part at the end. I, man, I've been thinking that for a minute. So go ahead and raise your hand, family, if you have anything that you would like to share of what you heard either yesterday, if you didn't speak up yesterday, or something that stood out for you today. From the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Also, remember, if you would like to attend your local Muhammad Mosque or study group, go to www.noistudygroup.com. That's www.noistudygroup.com. She'll be reaching out to you guys today, inshallah, to get you guys the instructions uh, for tomorrow. Let's start off with Sister Brianna. Assalamualaikum, fine folk. Today's message, powerful as always. He said, we want to be great without the God. Why are you going to do that? <laughs> he said towards the end that our people like what we stand for. They like what we do, but they don't want to submit to the God that we submit to or take part in what we take part in. We're no different. Only difference is, is that we're submitting our will to do this to to do God's work. So that was powerful. And I don't have this quote perfectly. So if someone could correct me, that'd be phenomenal. But he said 90% of our failures are due to uh, polytheism. I thought that was real strong. Okay, thank you. I sound like salam. <laughs> One of the things that stood out for me is when he spoke on how he, he knows who to call on. And he calls on him from morning to night. And it reminded me of something our study group coordinator, student minister, Brother Malik, said this past Sunday about communication with God. When we are building a relationship with God, we do that through communication. Now, when he says uh, morning, Tonight, many of us know and believe that, you know, the only communication is prayer. Well, how is he praying from morning to night? That's not what he's doing, right? Well, Brother Malik talked about nonverbal communication. And I remember, and I've been trying to find it. So if any other believers can help me find this clip, I mean, I'm a, I'm a cash app, I'm telling you. But the minister was asked a question about how does he make Salat? When he's traveling back and forth, it was a video. I do not know what lecture this was. And he was talking about how I'm always in constant prayer. And, um, you know, because we can become very ritualistic 
And if we're going through our prayers and okay, and you just saying it because you don't memorized it, but you don't really know why you don't know the you know the reason that we go to right over there. We you just doing it out of because we're supposed to. He said we can become ritualistic slaves. And so Brother Malik was speaking about there is a certain thing called nonverbal communication. So when I'm acting, when I'm living, when I'm doing my work in the name of Allah, that is a form of communication. By the work that I'm doing, what I'm thinking about before I do each thing, he's at the root of why I'm doing this. So when we are living our life for Allah, we are in constant prayer. And the minister talked about, uh, he answered it similar to that way. So if y'all can help me find that, if y'all know and can give me a link to that, man, I want to um, reward y'all. I've been looking for that for over a year now. But uh, that's what that's one of the things that stood out for me. You know, when, when you are when we when he's our real source of strength, I mean, everything that we do is is for a lot. You know, especially when you are striving to do for self and you got to that point to where you're free and you ain't got no job and your business is something that's in line with the resurrection of the people. You, I mean, your whole life is about your mission and the goal. So you become one and uh, you always in constant prayer. And what is prayer? The remembrance of Allah. The remembrance of Allah is the greatest force to keep us against, you know, uh, Satan's evil. And that lower self that we have within ourselves. So if we get down to the root of it, that it's the remembrance of Allah. Um, you know, because many say, do y'all pray five times a day? Or do y'all do this? Are y'all supposed to do this too? Yeah, we we got the same. Ain't no different Islam, okay? Uh, um, but the understanding is what I love about the nation of Islam. Because many people, you know, okay, well, why we pray like this? Why do you pray turning this way? Um, why at this time? And so many of them people that and try to antagonize online, they don't know. They just saying that's just what we supposed to do. Well, the minister spoke about in a lecture called evolution of God. If you're doing it without knowing why you don't really, you're not doing it with the right spirit is, is, it's empty. So you just going through the ritual. That's like us saying, Oh man, I got this. I got this, the blood of Jesus. You know how we used to do on Sunday, get that cracker, that cracker, uh-huh, get that cracker, and then we, you know, we drink of that, we drink of that so-called blood and say, oh, I'm drinking the blood of Jesus. That's symbolic. But if I'm doing it, not really understanding the meaning of it or why I'm doing it, I'm just drinking cranberry juice like I do when I get home. So, anyways, let's go to Sister Shireen. Assalamualaikum. No, it's not source of strength. It was a recent, like he said this within the past 10 years. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Sister Shereen. Oh, um I was I was just thinking how challenging it is sometimes to walk the line of confidence in God and humility and um being grateful. And then expressing the gratitude with vanity. So, it, so like most people, when they measure success, they, they measure it by something material, what they see. 
You know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to get this new car or I'm going to get this bag or some something, right? We start out with the humility. I want to serve God. I want to pray. I want to fast. I want to do this. God rewards us. He blesses us with increase. And then we turn around and it, we get sucked up into the machine again, you know? So it's challenging to, to go after something and then stay grounded and, and not want for anything. And, and I found that I, I paused myself. I parked myself because I, I kept saying, what am I doing this for? What am I doing? The work, not the work of the, the resurrection work, but like the work in the world for, you know, I want to get something. Okay. I got it. I still got other experiences that are, that are hurt harmful to me. So stop wanting stuff. But then when I stopped wanting stuff, I kind of made myself stop pursuing good success, you know? So it, it is a tight rope to walk, to, to want to be successful at doing a thing that we're gifted in, but then not turning around and using the rewards from that success and, and manifesting it in the same way that the world manifests um, what they perceive as good success. I hope that wasn't too confusing, but... That's it. Assalamu alaikum. Wa Um, Another thing for me that stood out is when the minister said, when you, when you call on Allah, stay open. The source will come from a place least expected. And that made me think about humility. See, if we're not, if we're not humble, we will miss out on God coming through the source that we judged as unworthy. And because of our misjudgment and not remembering who they are by nature, knowing that they only who they are by circumstance, we really missing out on God. So when we throw our people away and say we love God, there's a scripture that said, how can you love God whom you've never seen yet? Hate your brother who you see every day. You are a liar. Oh, good God almighty. I believe that means because at the essence of your brother and sister is God. And so this can come from a child. This can even come from your enemy. And so we're supposed to be listening for truth. And many of us, we throw people away because I don't like him. I don't like what he did. I heard what she did. I don't like what he said or she said. And God may use that very person to bring you a message. So stay open, you know. And sometimes the answer is no. See, 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 our problem, I think, sometimes is that, oh, God, can I have this? Or, or God, can I da-da-da? No, 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 no. Sometimes the answer is straight up, nope, not right now. And we be asking for all, okay, well, give me one more sign. You know how we do. Can, can I have one more? No, uh-uh, the answer is no. But now on a serious note, man, stay open. 
Uh, it, it can it can be a white person. We've heard the minister bear witness to the truth to white people. He don't. He's not worried about no skin color. The minister is beyond the surface level of these teachings. He's listening for the truth. So be very careful, family, by um, misjudging people and 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 not realizing that God can work through uh, all of us. I, there was a story real quick that I heard of that was told that uh, there was a uh, man in a train, I think, or on a bus, and he was headed towards a cave or whatever the case may be, a tunnel. And he had his head, and he was turning back. And a white man was calling him, hey, man, put your head back in. Hey, hey, calling him. And, uh, man, he, you know, he, he, he didn't put his head back in. He's trying to be stubborn. He's not listening to him because he's a white man or he's not listening to him because he's somebody that he don't like. So he's cussing him out, man. He goes on and he didn't listen. Boom. Hits his head and his head gets knocked off. <laughs> so the, I guess the more of the story is, uh, no matter who it is, no matter what you think of them. If it's something of good and beneficial for you, you should receive it. You should take it because God, Allah, uh, uses and chooses who he pleases. And remember, it's stated his ways is not our ways. His thoughts is not our thoughts. And that's the goal for us to become one. But when we just not raising up, we ain't there yet. So we don't know he, who he could use. And matter of fact, let me find something. I got something that, that, that can kind of back up what I'm saying. Hold on, let me try to find it. Use it. This. Let me try to find it real quick for y'all. I use Facebook and all that really for my notes. Let me see. Um, watch this. Heal God. This is from the minister. He'll, he'll use someone who is a total disbeliever to destroy you as well because you're unworthy of his name. So the principle is that he can use uh, he's not, I mean, God is not no spook where he going to come down and pull you out the bus or bring you together. He uses human beings to whip us back into uh, chastise us, but also save us as well. So stay open, stay open, stay open. It may be your, your, your husband or your wife that you mad at. They say it may be your father that you're mad at, your mother that you don't like no more, your uncle, your somebody you didn't got into it with. They say something that you need, and then you don't you don't listen to it because I ain't messing with him right now, and not even realizing you denying your own salvation. Brother Daniel, yes, sir. My apologies, brother. Assalamu alaikum, family. Walaikum salam. Yes, sir. Some very powerful points, uh, great brother. Um, as you were speaking about the prayer, I was thinking about when the Honorable Minister Ms. Farrakhan said that nothing is truly standing still, it's always moving. Everything is in motion. And as we know, that motion creates sound. So anything that's vibrated is creating the sound. So it makes me think of how our very movement, the very sound that we make, should be in the remembrance of Allah. And this is how we really make prayer 24-7 because our actions and our submission is completed to Master Father Muhammad through his two messiahs, 
um, when the minister was speaking on the mission, it was right in line with what we were studying yesterday because our coordinator was talking about getting back in the field and doing the first work. So I'm thoroughly inspired. And I'm a brother who hits the field, but I took a little uh, unnecessary respite. So I'm getting back out in the field this weekend, but um, that's where our salvation is. That's where our life is. And I had my personal study of it. When we're in the field, we are literally doing all five pillars all at once. You can't do this work without prayer. You can't do this work without giving in charity. You're giving the ultimate charity, which is our life. Can't do this work without fighting the jihad, without doing the pilgrimage, without fasting, because we're not, we're not engaged in anything at that time except trying to deliver the dead. So we have received the work from the God that literally act activates all five pillars simultaneously. Um, it's, it's so much that the minister said I came in late, but it's just thoroughly inspiring to get back on the first work because I know absent that work, my existence is negated. It's nullified. And the minister said we must practice self-denial, not self-negation. So if I want to be on the purpose, which is what we talked about yesterday, the only way I could be on the purpose is to do the sole purpose, which is to deliver the 17 million more dead to the Lamb of God. And to my sister's point, she said something powerful about when you find your gifts and then you got to fight that vanity and all those type of things. The minister said in the swan soul, when we discover our gift, and this is how he said it, that's when a jackass is born. So we have to fight the natural inclination of the self, the ego, the things that rise up that want us to be seen to balance ourselves and to be used by Allah. Honorable Elijah Muhammad told the minister, when you discover who you are, mm. you're going to have to struggle. Hold yourself. It's a struggle to hold yourself down. That's for all of us because... It's always a test when you are doing that which is magnetic to the people. But to not want to be the center of attention, which we have in the study guide, Allah is the true center. All of these study guides are designed to help us put that wobble in check and actually eradicate it from our being. So that is the saving grace, great sister. The study guides, the practice in the theory will absolutely destroy vanity, which is one of the seven devils. I appreciate it, Brother Ben. Thank you, sir. Ooh-wee. Told y'all this the, the feedback is one of the most powerful parts. Y'all better stop hopping off when the lecture go off. Then we just say a lot works to you other human being. But listen, brother, I, I, I hit brother Abdul Kiyam. I'm still looking for a video. I'm going to read what he sent me. This is from the Twitter teachings 2.0. But I really believe he said this. I think I seen him say this in a video. So if y'all can help me out, man, I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a man. Okay. So the question is, how do you manage to balance making up your rakas and require prayers with such a busy and productive schedule? The minister's answer is sometimes I miss the rakas of my prayers. However, I am constantly in the remembrance of Allah. But when your work is the work of doing the will of God, that work that you do is also fulfillment of your prayers. 
But I mean, that's cool. But I'm, I think I'm. I mean, I don't know if I had a dream or something, man. But I just, I could have sworn I seen him say this as well in a like a Q and A session at the end or something. I feel like he had on a dark suit. But anyways, if y'all can help me find it, if if y'all come across it, let me know. Uh, go ahead, brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum, family. Uh, when when the lecture started, I had one uh, points and things that was coming out to me. When we got to that QA, it really filled my spirit up. But I, I'll I land on this part of it. Two quotes that stood out: When you're overcoming uh, addiction or overcoming some type of trial or getting out of that transitory uh, part of your life, if you stop fighting, you become a hypocrite. And then also the quote about that: You're not alive. When, until you love the brotherhood. So, and that just helped me really think about how these are life giving teachings and they're powerful teachings. And these teachings have also been misused in a way that people have started criminal organizations and, and use these teachings as a way to beat up our people. And we can really understand that this is a tool that's supposed to help us raise ourselves, improve ourselves, and raise our people. But if it's misused, it can be a weapon of destruction on our people. And I, I see it so much, especially like on social media and things like that. We use these, you know, some of our people use these teachings, use this knowledge that we've acquired, even in our infant stage to just beat each other up and just try to ridicule and judge so much. But in all actuality, if our motive is to raise our people, then we should be long suffering. That takes me back to study guide 20, how love is long suffering and how we need to not get above our emotions and be able to take this information and be able to see how can we guide not only our own example, but using that example and explanation to be able to help people and not just beat them up every day that when we see them doing wrong or maybe uh, not doing things the way we think they should be done. And it just, I just really uh, want to just camel back on that as well, that um, uh, the last point was that we aren't great alone. And sometimes we think that if we you know we can just study on our own and we're going to just read these books by ourselves, but we don't go to the mosque. We're not fellowshipping with our brothers and sisters. We're not doing these things like getting feedback and hearing other perspectives. This is how we continue to improve and expand our perspective so that we can go after our people the right way. Um, and then uh, just to, to kind of come back on what you said as well, just staying open and how we kind of look for a more of an explanation when, when Allah has already given us the answer, we already know what we need to do, but we want to get the answer the way we want to receive it. When in all actuality, we're not going to receive it. If we're looking for a specific answer, we have to be open to what we're going to receive. So mm. assalamu alaikum. I'll leave it at that. Alaikum salam. Good point. Great point. We got the great brother, Najim on assalamu alaikum. Brother Najim. Oh, there you go. Phone oh, microphones tripping. Walaikum salam. Yes, sir. Um, you know, the one the thing that stuck out to me the most is when our beloved minister, he was telling those who are in ministry and those who are preachers, don't preach for applause. And he said, you know, if you're emotionally invested within your subject, then of course you you're gonna get the people emotionally riled up that'll come, but don't do it for that, you know, and, you know, that really stuck out to me because by the grace of Allah, I've been in the ministry class for a year, but the more I'm into it, the more I understand the authenticity of striving to deliver the word of God and also to be the example of it and striving to be the example, you know, it's like, I thought about this, for example, you know, it's, you know, to, 
preach for applause, but not to preach for the liberation and the spiritual development of our people. It's like advertising a car that you don't even have. You know, and it's like, you know, say you pay all your money in full. And then once you get to the actual lot, <laughs> you'd be like, well, shoot, I ain't got the car. I mean, so, you know, it's it's a it's a, almost a betrayal to our people to preach the word of God, but don't have the spirit. But I salam alaikum. Malaikum salam. Yes, sir. Sister Yolanda. Assalamu alaikum. Malaikum salam. Um, I wanted to also count back on what you mentioned and um, staying open when you go to uh, Allah to be able to receive and hear. You mentioned being humble. Another thing that still came to my mind when we, as long as you are with Allah God and Allah God is with you, you can't be defeated. Mm. And in us calling on Allah, before I call on Allah, I have to check my intentions. What is my intentions? As it states that your gift will make room for you. And I came across something that I would like to share. God is intentional and calls us to be the same. Just as he intentionally created the world and human, humankind, he would ask us to be as intentional in our relationships with him. The Lord we serve is profoundly intentional in all his ways and dealings. And all his intentions, actions flow out of his vision, passion, and purpose. So within our calling on Allah and whatever it is that we're, we may be pregnant with, or maybe if we are offended by something or whatever have you, when, when we call on Allah, or when I call on Allah, stay open, bring about that character of humility and also check my intentions at the door because sometimes we call on him and some it could be emotional and we like oh Allah but then our intent even though we don't verbally speak it in the back of our mind I want to get this sucker I want this sucker to da, 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 whatever it is but I also check my intentions because in going through trials brings out emotions. So even when we're going through the trials and we calling on the law, staying open. And sometimes you may ask God, why did you allow this to happen to me? Again, in the asking why, check my intention. Because everything God Allah allows or happens is intentional. So in our movement and our daily prayers and everything we do, let's be let Yolanda remember to be intentional about what it is and I'm operating I went to the scripture Galatians 5 and 25 oh my god where is it I'm on got a lot of time but it says since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other the spirit, if I'm allowing that spirit to lead me, which is the spirit needs a container for me to manifest that spirit. And I look at the unwillingness of Louis Farrakhan, let my container be intentional and humble so that when I'm out going to do the work, fish or whatever it is I'm doing, I'm in the right mind and I'm willing to receive and open. As you mentioned, even if it comes from somebody you don't like. 
it was one other thing I wanted to say, and I forgot what it was. As you said, in business, you said it a couple weeks ago. I'm paraphrasing, but in business and in relationship, things are spiritual. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Sister Yasina. Assalamualaikum. You you didn't have the otter chat on uh, for me to take my notes. Um, he wasn't on today. It, it's not on. I, I trust trust me. I've been stalking the chat. The no, chat. It, I, I, I see him on there. It says brother being uh, autopilot. Y'all just did that because I didn't see it anyway. Because <laughs> I don't want to waste my time. <laughs> uh, just the title alone, Allah the only reality. It reminded me of Surah 55, the Beneficent. When we read Surah 55, Allah lists all the stuff we don't we, that we are not able to do. And in that, he asks, which of the bounties of your Lord will you deny? The Quran itself, Allah, he says, I cause, I, I give life and I cause death. Can you do it? And the answer is no. I make this, I, I cause the sun to rise in the east and make it set in the west. Can you do it? No. Because he's the only reality. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I think it was yesterday when he said that we're an illusion. We come out of the mind of God. So, I, so that was beautiful to me. And then uh, when he talked about the woman, about the, you know, the woman and the value of the woman and, you know, how we're mistreated, you know, I, I'll say this to the sisters and I'll end and to the brothers as well. Sometimes you can find your purpose in your pain. I found my purpose in my pain, having grown up in human trafficking. So my life's journey is spent helping young women, helping men, helping humanity to understand the value of and the sanctity of the woman. So don't allow the pain that we go through to, on the back end, make us stay in suffering. Because even in darkness, there's light. Even in what we consider death, there's light. When a woman is raped, that person kills something in her. Because you're taking something that was not meant for you to take. It's not given. You're taking it. So there's a death that takes place. And the only person that can resurrect that girl is Allah. So for the women, stay in the resurrection stage. And as we go through the healing process, which you've got to allow yourself the opportunity to heal. And as you go through the healing process, I bear witness, Allah will start resurrecting you. And you will, and you, you'll look and you'll say, and I am a new heaven and a new earth and the form of things have faded away. It's not that it won't be there, but get the help that you need where it won't, um, 
where you won't be triggered all the time. But that takes patience. It takes time. It takes dedication. It takes desire. It takes getting to know Allah, marrying yourself onto Allah and learning you, getting to know you. I've grown and I'm growing to learn Yasin. So that's what I want to say. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Brother Dion. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Yeah, Brother Ben, I believe uh, that is a video. At least it's an audio. I believe I heard that as well in regards to the question asked to the minister about prayer. Um, I may have heard it on the final call radio or a video as well. <laughs> so if I find it before you get it, um, you know, inshallah, I'll get it over to you. Um, you know, extremely uh, powerful uh, words uh, the minister spoke today. Um, you know, when I come on to, to respond, it's just much that can be said, me, you know, from all of us probably. So I just comment, you know, to say, uh, you know, I love this man uh, dearly, extremely, and just powerful words he shared. In regards to yesterday, uh, one thing that I was moved by was that when the Most Honorable Muhammad was speaking about the minister's clothes and, and hearing him speak and share the words the Most Honorable Muhammad said to him, you know, it's just... It just made me and caused me to love the most Amalajah Muhammad even more just by how resolute and just his spirit is. You know, and I see the minister getting a lot of his spirit, if not all of his spirit from the most Amalajah Muhammad. If you go back to hear the words, uh, you know, the most Amalajah Muhammad said to him, you know, it was, it was humorous as well. But there was a lot of teaching in that just in regards to the minister coming to him with the pleats and his pants and, <laughs> you know, all those kind of things. So the most Almighty Muhammad, you know, had supreme character even back then. And I was bearing witness to the most Almighty Muhammad's words that the minister was saying as we bear witness to the minister's words today. So I wanted to say that as a takeaway from yesterday, but yeah, that, that's all I have. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Yes, sir. Thank you. Brother Daniel. Uh, um, hold on a second. Okay. I was trying to take my video. Okay, cool. Yeah, wow. Yeah, seeing it touched bases on something that was on my mind. Um, wow, that was deep. What the minister said about the um, one thing that stood out to me was when the minister talked about the thugs with knowledge of uh, being no good with knowledge. And somebody told me, somebody told me back in the day, like niggas with attitudes, uh, niggas with, with actual facts, should I say. Whoa, that hit home. You know, um, that has been so deep because um, I noticed when I first came into the teachings, well, it, this uh, resonated with me so much because for a minute, I noticed that I would use a lot of the teachings and, uh, and I would forget what I started my journey and a search for God. I would uh, use the teachings as a mask because it was covering, it was a good tool, a band-aid to cover over my feelings of inferiority feeling like I just wasn't adequate and I would use like the how um, to live I used the lessons I used a lot of that for um just to 
overcompensate for feeling like I just wasn't worthy. And uh, a lot of my deeds, I was attached to the, the my band-aids. The, everything that I use as a mask, I use as um like an overcompensation, like to get back, almost like a revenge, to get back at all those people that, that made me feel like, that I thought made me feel like that I wasn't worthy enough. And so every notch, it was almost like I was building my, I think I said this before, but I, I was building a tall tower of Babel and I was doing it to try to reach heaven with the mindset that when I started, I wasn't there already. So I was doing it to reach heaven, but no matter how tall it would be, it never would actually reach heaven because it was always more. It was always more. So it was an illusion. It was vanity and it was an illusion because I could never reach heaven. It was always more. And then no matter how much applause, no matter how much it would feed my ego, it was all an illusion. And uh, so I was building my house on sand. So when the storms would come, when the winds and tornadoes and stuff would come, it would crash. And I would be disappointed. I would always be disappointed. And I would be like Cain, where my spirit would be downcast. And I'm feeling a certain way. My feelings get hurt. Because it was all built upon vanity. But when I re-evaluated what caused my journey, like Sister Yassini said, it was the things that caused me to cry. And I had to re-examine those things that caused my journey. And, uh, and it was actually the thing that caused me to cry. And I remember like the first time I told somebody I was sexually molested before I got therapy, before I got audited, before I knew anything about any of the tools, it was the very first time I was willing to confront those things that, um, being diagnosed with narcolepsy and the effects that it had upon me, those things that caused me to cry like a baby. And so one wise person says, the thing that make you cry is a sign of your reason why. Thing that caused you to cry was the was, and confronting those things. That's the first step of atonement is to point out the wrong, to point out the trauma, the irrational fears, the insecurities. Because that first step of atonement is the dough on music on the musical notes, but it's also the key to becoming one in perfect union with God. So we start off with pointing out the wrong, and we end off with perfect union with God on that same dough but just a high vibration. So um, that was the key I noticed is uh, those eight steps of atonement. Pointing out that wrong, that's why Dianetics and auditing was so key, is pointing out that wrong because that, each step, we, we, every time we point out that wrong, we get to a high vibration. But uh, that was my, my comment. Assalamualaikum. Brother Najin. Did you have something else you wanted to share? Yes, sir. Um, when you call on a lot, God, stay open. I mean, that's so powerful, too, because, you know, we wonder why does God answer the way he does or why does he not answer the way he does, where it may leave us disappointed, uh, frustrated or even or even at some points, um, we may find ourselves feeling like unworthy in a sense because we don't get the answer we anticipate. You know, 
you know, we say, you know, if, if God gave us what he wanted at a certain period of time, prematurely, we wouldn't know how to handle it because sometimes God's favor can produce a certain sense of pride or arrogance within us that it may cause us to misuse things or resources, misuse our own power or even misuse people that we may deem to be unworthy or that we made an improper judgment just because of a certain dislike or because even a even a certain petty jealousy that we may have. And so, you know, within that process, it could be very difficult too. you know, trying, trying to accept the answer that God gives us and even trying to accept that we may not even get the response that we were looking for. We might sometimes answer no. You you uh you stopped speaking. Did you would was you stopping or is your audio messed up? But within that and on certain things, and not only that, I'm working on YouTube. I'm sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, yes. So within that, we might see other people get the favor that we're looking for. We might find ourselves disappointed, but you know, what God is saying is like, you know, I'm not going to do everything you want me to do, but just do what I told you to do. And within that, you'll find what you, not only what you need, but you might find some of that which you've always been desiring to look for all this time. That's it. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Sister Yasina, you just made me think about something. What if we did a... Uh we did like a book and every book is the power call transcribed every week and those who like to read could read yeah that'd be that'd that'd be cool what y'all think uh brother daniel 6x Yes, sir. Some like great brother. That's a beautiful idea to our, uh, to what our dear sister said. I was just going to come back and uh, thank the sister and brother Daniel uh, because they are exemplifying the epitome of self-analysis, self-examination and self-correction. You know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. The minister said that this process requires that we expose our thinking to be healed. And when you come into a circle like this and are able to speak about things that cause great consternation and trauma, that's a sign of being elevated and healed because the charge is being released to such point where it can be spoken. As Allah says in the Supreme Wisdom, the laborer must speak, must to command and use grammatic pronunciation. So, it's, it's a very beautiful thing. And I wanted just to say to our great sister that I see her as the message was speaking about the work. That is the work of the sister. What she spoke is exactly the work. The 75% of work with the woman, what she shared 
is that seventy five percent because our women, our child, we're bringing life into the into the world, and as the woman is healed, resurrected, then the fruit come in already ready to do the work of God. So I just wanted to thank my sister and also Brother Daniel. Thank you, Brother Ben. Praise be to Allah. The power, the power letter. Ooh! Maybe that's something that we can add on to the subscription, like a, 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 a those who subscribe to the app or something, a, a weekly power letter. And it's a transcription of each. Oh, I think that'll be That'll be fire. What y'all think? Now, the outer, as I'm pretty sure Sister Yasina knows, it's is it's not all it's not 100 percent correct on the spelling. So we need somebody that'll go through and kind of correct the grammar. But it's literally transcribing everything when we on these calls every morning. I actually forgot about that. Uh so Sister Yasina obviously been using them for notes. So if y'all didn't know, there's a brother Ben X AI that gets on every morning and it sends the link in the chat. And it's literally transcribing live everything that we're saying. Uh, Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum. I'll keep it uh, very short. Uh, definitely a beautiful idea. Um, but just that point where he stated that you cannot be defeated. Um, and I'm speaking on the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You cannot be defeated if you are with Allah and if Allah is with you. And we kind of say those words that you no know, weapon formed against you will, will prosper. But if you really believe that and you act upon that, that's where you really can see if your faith is what it is or your belief is what it is. And, and getting back on practice um, and actually working towards these things and taking action and executing on it. You can really see that Allah is real, is the only reality, but you can't do that just thinking about it. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Yes, sir. Sister Yasina. Okay, real quick. Um, I use otter daily for my clients because you know i'm a transcriber but um so it is it is a wonderful tool but also you know minister farrakhan because the brother who spoke before brother wesley brought up something in the honorable minister louis farrakhan's lecture stop the killing in louisville he said to the women we should we should uh watch that one too listen to it he said you're not precious because your hair is long or short you're not precious because your bosom is big or, or small. You're not precious because your hips are round or straight. You are precious because through you, God is perfecting man and woman. Um, so that it's on YouTube if we want to watch that one. Uh, uh, listen to it as well. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. And, 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 and uh, I got the message. So can you let them know the good news about you offering to transcribe? to transcribe the uh the things yes i will transcribe the things <laughs> uh i was thinking the how about the book how uh, in this i'm just throwing it out there the book of power mm. the book of power and so do you think it should be every week or like every month and we compile them every month and we compile them yes ma'am okay okay all right. Oh, man, that's going to be so powerful. Man, golly. The book of power. Man, that's going to be cold there, boy. Can y'all imagine that, being able to read these words that we say on this morning call? Godly. 
All right, that's that's it. That's even more little, little ammo for us to go ahead and get this app going. Man, that's powerful. Okay, so I gotta go. I got my meeting again. If you guys are interested in visiting your local Muhammad or Muhammad Mosque tomorrow at seven thirty and being my guest. Go to www.noistudygroup.com. Make sure you do it like ASAP. Sign up like ASAP. Register because the sister, she's going to reach out to y'all throughout the day and get y'all locations and stuff like that figured out. Other than that, thank you all for listening. And I'll see you guys, inshallah, tomorrow, same time, 8 a.m. Assalamu alaikum.